Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hashtag no music, no intro. Saints Block Party Podcast. Brought to you by BetterHelp. Buddy, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. Yes, sir. We have to talk about these New Orleans Saints. We do. We do. Dang. This may be. It's it's nine forty in California. I'm opening a peach margarita by Cutwater. Still need to get that Cutwater sponsorship. Um, if you're need watching it. the video, <laughs> need it. Watching the YouTube video. Uh, like, subscribe. If you're listening, uh, five stars, uh, follow, like. Please. It's important. It is. This may be the most important episode of the podcast we've recorded. And almost, and I'm serious, bro. We've been recording, we've been doing this podcast or a variation of this podcast dating back to April 2020. Ooh. Almost approaching four years. It's crazy, ain't it? It's, it's insane, man. <laughs> this may be one of our most important episodes we've ever recorded. I don't know how long we're going to go tonight, Ryan. I mean, I know it's it's like, what, 11.40 there. It's 9.40 here. Bro. I'm sipping coffee. I'm ready. We have to talk about this team in in a week's time almost a week's time six days it feels like so much has has happened since that rams game um whether it's things in the nfl things regarding the saints and let's start with this right this is also the bucks preview (laughs) i guess (laughs) I don't know what we really I don't know what we really need to preview at this point. Like we saw what Baker did against the Saints defense in New Orleans. We'll see. Baker is do like he can throw, he can have dud games, but like I'm just to the point with this team is like I got to see it. Like I I don't believe anything regarding this team until I see it. Start with Dennis Allen. Two games left in the season. You had the the rap sheet report came out after the Rams game. And then I think either today or yesterday or whenever, Adam Schefter was on Pat McAfee's show and had essentially said a report that um, Dennis Allen and Arthur Smith of the Saints 
are safe. However, you know, the last two games of the season may change that opinion. Um, I haven't really dropped any like tidbits and news on the podcast in a while. Um, and, but what I can say concretely is I would say it's probably like an 85% chance that Dennis Allen is back next season. Yeah. The, the only, the, which aligns with what rap rap sheet reported, which would align what Adam Schefter had reported. The only thing that I could see changing that equation. And I'm going to give a shout out to our dude, Greg Rosenthal. I was texting with him today and he said, you know, is like the Falcons versus Saints week 18 game going to be like the loser gets fired game between DA and, and Arthur Smith, bruh? And I was like, man, <laughs> for the wrestling fans, it's like a, a the loser leaves town matchup, bruh. Like the, 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 the baby face versus the heel and whoever loses got to, got to leave the organization and leave the company. If the Saints lose to the Bucks and it's like not pretty, and then they follow up and also end the season losing to the Falcons at home. And also if it's Ooh. not pretty, I think that 85% changes very drastically. I do. I do. Boy. That would be a three-game so skid. Three-game three skid in the dome. Like that's like the last like image, right? of just like Bajan Robinson, just like stiff arming Pete Warner or some shit like that and breaking like a 40 yard touchdown. Oh. And then I think, the th I think that percentage changes, but here's where I come to. What the fuck are we putting the, any merit into these last two fucking games? Like, what do they really fucking matter? Honestly, they shouldn't, they shouldn't, they shouldn't matter at all, man. Like, the the evidence has been clear for you know go almost two two seasons now you know I mean it, these final two games should not you should not make a decision any decision based on these final two games should not make any decision on the future of this team based on like just but, like, I have it I have it pulled up right here in almost five <laughs> seasons being a head coach da is twenty two and forty six coaching the Saints thirty two games he's fourteen and eighteen. In a division, especially the last two seasons have been, I mean, overall has been a mid-division these last two seasons, a very winnable division. This year was the year, Ryan. This year was the year. Everything that he wanted, he had on the Silver Potter. Derek yeah. Carr, coaches, everything. And here's, but here's why. I'm so pro turning a new leaf, moving on, like moving on from Dennis Allen. And at this point, man, just move on, moving on from Mickey too. But I know that would, that's not in the cards, but yeah. I know you had said on, on the pod or maybe during the live stream, but maybe it was on the pod first yet brought up a report by Brooke uh, NOF. I don't even, don't even know, don't even know Brooke um, about like there's been beef and tension potentially with like DA and Marshawn Lattimore. And then I guess when she kind of followed, like when she was asked to follow up on that, 
kind of pulled back, right? And said, oh, I kind of spilled too many beans, blah, blah. I wasn't really supposed to. Um, and like, you know, Marshawn didn't want to come back for the play for the team, play with DA regarding like how, you know, the defensive scheme, blah, blah. So I'm, 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 this is as close as a Saints block party podcast report that we we've ever done. Right. But I feel like this, like, this is important because it goes into the big reason of why. DA as a head coach is like eroding the team from within is that Brooke kind of mentioned the whole thing about potentially Marshawn being traded this offseason right like that's what she said so I like I I don't really dig or follow up on things I just I don't do it because it's not in my nature to but this one was like I felt like I needed to like just do it like just do a little of my digging right I don't know who Brooke's source is or anything like that but I can I can say with some certainty that the possibility of trading Marshawn Lattimore has been discussed within the team. Um, is it likely? No, not likely. Maybe because it's cap prohibitive. Whatever. Yeah, it's very but, much so. But was told that was it that it's not likely. My question is, why the fuck is it even being talked about? So you don't let a a head coach. Trade Chauncey Garner Johnson, and I remember after he got traded, and I remember how everything went after that. Like Saints fans were very just kind of like it. Kind of became like at first they were like upset about the trade, and then like Chauncey became Chauncey, and then they felt like it was justified or whatever. Right, right. But we always stand from the standpoint that trade never made fucking sense. It was so egregious that the Saints didn't even survey the landscape to see who else potentially wanted to trade for him instead of just selling mm-hmm. for a fifth from the fucking Eagles. They probably could have right. gotten a high, a higher draft pick. They, 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 they didn't do the due diligence to do so. And it feels like this is just a fucking remix version of the CD Deuce fucking trade. Not saying that Marshawn is going to be traded, but it, ha- it, it at some point it has been talked about within the team. So you're letting a head coach who has a, Overall, point three, uh, point three two four winning percentage. Trade a star slot corner at the time, top three slot corner at the time, and a potentially even has the elk to trade a top five corner when healthy. What what the fuck are we doing, bro? Like I, it. What is going on? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. And I can't wait. I can't wait to get more information. Uh, I can't wait. I wish he would get fired because that's when the real info will come out. You get that that long piece by somebody that's running oh, down all the beef. Who who wrote the the one on the Pats and the run on the, on the oh, uh, uh, South, South Records show? Yeah, 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 yeah. Need one of them, man. Need one of them. Need it, bro. Need it, man. But it's 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 so crazy, bro. And it, I feel like a lot more is going on. Just just reading the tea leaves from you know people I know who know people. You know what I'm saying? Just reading like there's a lot going on in that locker room that just to the credit of you know what they did build, what Sean Payton built anyway. You know the character, of the guys they do keep that stuff in house, but. 
They do. That stuff, that stuff can only last so long. You know what I'm saying? And you could you could just see it, bro. It's it's not it's not it's not going well, man, for this team. Uh and these last two games are gonna be interesting, uh to see what they play with, you know, the type of energy they play with, um, how they're gonna fight to the end. It's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out. But to with the with the whole Lattimore thing, I mean we'll see, bro. Like, you know. I doubt he gets traded, but look, maybe there's a thing where he, maybe there's a thing he wants to get traded, and maybe we works contract some kind of way to facilitate it. I don't know. The cap stuff is, but it, it's almost non tradable the way his right. contract is right now. But they say because I have it, I have it up. If he's traded even post June first, it's a thirty a thirty one million dollar like negative like a dead money in cap space. Yeah, yeah. it's. It, Incredibly it, it, it's primitive, right? But, but still, even though it's the fact that it's come to this, like what, like what, like what are we, what are we doing? It goes back to the whole thing of Da Dennis Allen as a head coach is not secure, mm-hmm. and anyone, player, coach, anyone is doing something even remotely seen as questioning his authority you gotta ship him out no matter what ship him out and so you're a defensive coordinator your defense has regressed mightily this season absolutely and, and you think the wise thing to do because it, it has like it it has to be like it has to be talked about because it's been talked about within the organization so you think a wise thing to do is trading a still super fucking young Marshawn is 27 years old a 27 year old corner when healthy a top five top eight five best cornerback in the league is going to be the remedy to fix the defense and then we're supposed to trust you as a team who completely almost missed on almost every not every but Isaiah Foskey Kendra Miller Trevor Penning, although I still take Trevor Penning, could be whatever. We're supposed to trust y'all with draft capital to then go out and draft good players? Hell no. And you can't trust them to get quality uh, quality value for their nope. trade. Nope. No way. I guarantee you it would be a piss poor trade, bro. Guarantee it. The, o- the only way someone could explain that trade to me where it's justifiable is if you go out and you get another first round pick from a team and then you package your pick and that pick first round to move up to grab a quarterback, then you understand it, right? It's like, okay, like, yes, it sucks. But if they go up and they get a quarterback and that quarterback works out and I could see it was like, okay, well maybe we'll just move Alante then back to outside corner. So he's not in the nickel. We have, <laughs> It's a little more feasible, but I don't, I know they're not. I know that would not even be their plan, Ryan. No, no, no. And not only that, DA ain't like that. Like, you ain't, like, he's not the first head coach to, you know, get rid of players that challenge his authority. You know what I'm saying? Sean did it. Players do it all. I mean, coaches do it. That's what they do. But you barely standing on solid ground yourself, bruh. Like, you got a what? What did you say? A three point two, a third, 
point three two four winning percentage, Ryan. You have the you have the worst record as an active head coach in the NFL. The worst. No, you behind Ty Bowles, and he about to take your his team to the playoffs. <laughs> like, come on, man! And you got supposed to have the authority to get rid of players that have you know blood, sweat, and tears. Elite players in this on this team, you know, and if for what if the Saints for what and if, if the Saints are going to have a future, if they are going to be successful at some point, it's going to be built on players like Marshawn Lattimore, Alvin Kamara, the few still youngish players that are still good, you know. And you would ship them out, man. Please, out of here, bro. No. So, like the the DA thing goes so so far beyond like the coaching decisions on the field or like how, like how he's not a good head coach. Like he is doing a like irreparable fucking damage to the organization, to this franchise, bro. Like I cannot, I cannot verbalize and communicate how fucking bad things are. Right. As, as like a, as a fan. And I'm so fucking glad I have emotionally disconnected myself because if I was still, Connected with shit being like this, Ooh. couldn't do it. Bro. Thing, I couldn't bro. do it, thing, bro. Like, I don't want to talk about this. Like, doing the podcast, this is not the stuff you know. <laughs> right. I, I like talking about bliss packages and you know, and you know how the team's going to attack. You know, the, the strategic and the tactics we're going to use versus an opponent. I want to break down how Devin White going to do against. Elm Kamara and you know what well, are we gonna do? What are we gonna do about uh yeah? What are we gonna do about um um who's the wide receiver for the Bucks? Mike Evans. Mike Evans. What are we gonna do with Mike Evans that's showing out? I like talking about that type of stuff. Break it down to all right. twenty. I like doing that type of stuff. Talking about having fun, laughing, cracking jokes. That's what I want to talk about, bro. I'm tired of this damn DA I'm tired of talking about. Tired DA. of it. I'm tired. And I want to look at the future. I can't even have fun with the future, Adam. I can't even look at the future and be like, well, man, we get this first round pick top 10. We can do this. Blah, 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 blah. I don't even care. I don't even no. care. There's nobody in this draft outside a quarterback, you know, Daniels, Phoenix, whatever, that would that would inspire hope for me. You know right. what I'm saying? And even if we did get a quarterback, if DA and all them still there, I'm just waiting for them to go. So we can see. How so we can get works. the next the next coaching staff in. That connection. Oh, come on, bro. Let's, can we can we say that we both got senior bowl credentials two days ago? Yep. And like we're and my, mine's mine's different reasons why potentially I'm not I may not be able to go. But even even then, it's it's still like that, like that. Just like like why like why I'm gonna like go? Why, yeah, yeah. Like why why I'm gonna why like I get it. We're a business, but why why would I spend? My my money, our money, podcast money to fly from LA to New Orleans, get a rental car, drive to Mobile, watch some players that whatever, and just knowing that more than likely if this is the same coaching staff that's still gonna be hell like retained, knowing that it's gonna be all for naught, right? Like all for naught. It's and so I I I said it on the the uh the Rams recap. I really think that the way that the things are going to try to do it. And I, I'm, I'm going to clip it, Ryan, like right here. I'm going to clip it right fucking here. 
after the season, regardless of how it ends, it's going to be like a mutual parting with them and Pete Carmichael. He's taking like a senior assistant, offensive assistant role. And more than likely, they probably promote Ronald Curry to offensive coordinator because probably because because they can't get anyone else to interview for exactly. OC who want to be OC. So yeah, they really exactly. have to get the option. Like, do you like, do you hear me, bro? Like, how down Flip bad it, we are as a fr- as a franchise that Greg Olson, instead of even having an interview with the Saints last offseason, he's like, you know what? Let me go to the Seahawks and just be the quarterback's coach. Like, work with DA, bro. That's one of the few what names on DA's role. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They wanted to they wanted to interview him, and Greg Olson said, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. He was one of the few names I looked at. I was like, ooh, Greg Olson. He worked together. That'd be a nice connection. Then I thought about it. They worked together. <laughs> so <Right? laughs> he knows. He's like, nah, I ain't worried. I ain't worried with that nigga. Hell no. No, again? Down. No. And now. I'm already struggling in my career. Hell <laughs> <laughs> And then, so let's say they go that route, right? Let's say they make Ronald Kerr or offensive coordinator but then it, it then it would beg the question to me is like why did you fucking wait to the offseason to do this why didn't you do it in the middle of the season whatever so now you're potentially going to bring back ronald curry or promote him and then you're going to have an offense with Derek carr brought back as a starter <sighs> maybe a maybe ak's back but he might not be back so then we're relying on kendra miller who couldn't stay healthy this season and jamal williams at running back uh, a Jawan Johnson who has not looked good this season. Look, Max, I apologize. You were right. Um, Chris Olave, Shahid, Mike, Michael Thomas is probably going to be gone, and At Perry. Like that, and you probably still need a left tackle because you guys either oh. can't coach Trevor Penning or don't trust him to play. So that's another hole that may be on the offense. And also, by the way, Ryan Ramchek may potentially retire after the season. So oh. now you, you might need a left. Left tackle, right tackle. So this is what you're giving Ronald Curry to to, to play with, bro? Ronald Curry. All right, nigger. Figure it out. <laughs> good luck. Hey, Boger Freeman, good luck. <laughs> good luck. I've, we've said on this podcast, man, please. Please stop shoveling us bullshit. We we we're we, we tired of it, man. We see right through it. I want to talk about the Mickey Loomis WWL thing. I want to talk about it because it's it's created a little stir, right? Our dude Gene been a huge supporter. I want to yeah. just time out. I want to give a huge shout out to Gene. Yeah, Gene was supporting me when Nick and I were doing Saints Talk podcast, like when we mm. first started. Nick, or sorry, Gene has been a fucking staunch supporter of me. Never met Gene. My, I, I wish one day Gene can make it to one of our meetups. He is has supports us so much. He's a he's a Patreon. He's he's so generous. And Gene is fuck. Gene's fed up, bro. Like Gene up, is fed the fuck up. As, up as are most of. All of the, not all, but a vast majority of Saints fans. So, WWL hit. You had Bobby Bear interviewing Mickey Loomis. And Bobby Bear asked a 
stellar fucking journalistic question, bro. Like, it was a stellar question. I, I have, I know Bobby Aber, yeah. but like the question was a, a good question, right? Asked about Bobby be a little soft stuff, you know. You sipping that Tito? You sipping that Basically, paraphrase asking, you know, kind of use the Alex Smith Mahomes analogy, and if they are in a position potentially, or maybe even would move up to draft the quarterback, Jaden Daniels, blah blah. The way Mickey Loomis answered the question, I don't even have a pro. I don't have a problem of him saying of of saying like. Bobby, we're still in the playoff hunt. Like, well, it was so dismissive. It was like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't even, we're, 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 that, you asked me a question about, about the future. And we're, we're still in the middle, we're still in the middle of the season. There's two games left. What are you talking about? Two fucking games left. About, and then people were trying to defend him, saying, like, oh, you, you expect the GM to just give you what he's going to do in the draft. It's not about no. that. It's not about that. I will say this, though. Part of me that makes me so upset about all of that is that it 100% ties into everything that I'm hearing about Mickey Loomis, yep. about Derek Carr, yep. about Dennis Allen. They don't see the fucking problem. And it's yes. like, and if you're a GM, think about this. Think about this, Brian. You had a GM of a sports team saying, we are not thinking about the future on a radio hit. That's what they're saying. Exactly. How do you have a job? That's your that's your job. Matter of fact, a GM's job is to be thinking about the offseason right now, not all the time, right? Ain't no player you could claim off waivers right now. Ain't no player you can evaluate right now. But what's going on this offseason? Even I, I think our dude um, Rob said it best. Even if he would have said, you know, we're we're always in the position of just adding talent to our team, and and uh, when when the draft comes, we'll 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 see what we can do. That was, was my thing. Was people, people, people were coming in and saying, "Oh, you know, he went." I have heard Loomis respond to those type of questions in the past when Drew Brees was here. He say, "Oh, look, we're in the quarterback development business, and you know, we're always looking to, you know, always like, looking, looking right to refresh, now. blah 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 blah." I've heard him say it a thousand times. He was defensive. He was in a defensive mode that whole interview. He's feeling the heat. Everybody in that building is feeling the heat. Um, and he is defending his position right now. That yep. he his hand picked head coach. Mm-hmm. He ran a sham, a sham interview process, hand picked, put him in a place who's looking like dog shit. His quarterback, who his hand picked coach, hand picked the quarterback, and he signed off. Mr. Loomis signed off on a hundred and fifty million dollar contract. Not he only did, not only not only did his handpick head coach pick the quarterback, his head coach handpicked the quarterback and then kind of essentially made sure that they got him by taking the deal off the table that was a very team-friendly deal and made it a four-year, $150 million, and that's all not all guaranteed, and has completely, like, hamstringed the team because Derek Carr is fucking terrible. Right. And he defended that. He's defending that because he knows that any other response would make him look bad, would make him look like a failure. You EA know? and Mickey Loomis are playing from the same exact fucking playbook. Yep. 
look, we, look, we, uh, we, Sean Payton go. said what this past week. Talk about his offense. So called his offense average. It's average below average. Not good enough. You know, this is Sean Payton talking about his own team. You know, you ask DA the same question. Diego gonna talk about it's, it's explosive. We had an explosive offense. Like, you talk about, even you though your star, Lewis, even though your star yeah. running back saying that you don't got an identity. <laughs> Nicky Lewis talking about what we we with top, top ten offense. Like this, these are the like, and I, I mentioned Sean Payton because I, I I do get t- kind of tired of comparing to Sean Payton, but I, I, it, it's we, hard. You, we it's hard like, not to, bro. Because, it's because we know what good head coaching looks like, so you got to kind of use that as a juxtaposition, like. It's just if you, it's if, you if you get used to filet mignon, you, you're not gonna want to go to the sizzler, bro. Like you, you want you want that sizzler, bro. That, you don't know about sizzler, bro. Like, stop been around in a while, bro. <laughs> you, you want that that eight that that a five wagyu, bro. That five a wagyu. You don't you don't want to go to the sizzler. Like when you get used to just ha- and I we got we got to talk about the Sean thing about the rust thing. We got to talk about it because yeah. it is such a huge juxtaposition. Oh. A huge juxtaposition. Sean had, and it's funny because the, the rust thing feels almost eerily similar to the Derek Carr thing from last season. Very much so. Right? The Broncos approached Russ these last couple of weeks and said, hey man, we got, we got to change these injury guarantees in this contract, bro. Like, we got to we gotta fix this. And to, and I get it. Like Russ, like if I was in Russ's position, I'd be like, no, nah, fuck y'all. You ain't touching shit. Right? Hell no. Cut me. <laughs> right? You know? And so just like last season with Mark Davis, Mark Davis, the last couple of games of the season, they had soured on Derek Carr because he had been playing like dog shit. And mm-hmm. he was still guaranteed a shit ton of money, especially if he had gotten injured. Oh, right. Yeah. So Mark Davis. Pretty much came down and said, "Like, listen, y'all, you, you need to, he needs to be benched now." That he got benched partly because of his play, but also partly because Mark Davis did not want to pay money to Derek Carr had he gotten injured because he had played so poorly. The yeah. exact same fucking thing is ha- happened essentially today with the Broncos with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. You have a head coach benching a quarterback that just got paid major money last offseason, won one Super Bowl, went to another Super Bowl, at, you know, at his peak, top five-ish quarterback in the league. I know people mm-hmm. say, like, you know, Russ as a quarterback was overrated, but, like, when Russ was on, Russ was on, bro. Like, oh, yeah. let's not take it. So to, to have the balls to say, you got to ride the bench, like you're, and I don't think it's all money related because some obviously some of it is playing related. Like he's not oh, playing enough for Sean. For so for Sean to have the balls and say, "Hey, bro, these last two games are gonna need you to sit down." That is what a fucking head coach does, holding players accountable. And if your head coach is not willing to hold players accountable, then that shit trickles down. I can almost guarantee you, players on this team have seen how. Dennis Allen has come to Derek Carr's defense time and time and time and time again. Even th- like they're they're there, bro. They're at practice. Oh, they they see it. They're at the games. So Mike and Thomas, that, we know. No. So there have been multiple points, even in this season, DA could have 
sat Derek Carr down a game, not even a benching. He could have used the injury excuse, bro. He could have said, you know what? Right you know, he's banged up. Right there. This man had two concussions and came yeah, back the next week. But when you are so driven to prove that you were right and to prove yeah. everyone wrong, this is the shit that you do. Dennis Allen is he is not his mindset, and I and I know this is gonna sound weird, but I swear to God, his mindset is not doing what's best long term for the Saints. His no, mindset is doing what's not. best long term for him and his job security. And that has been apparent all fucking season. All season, bro. All season. No thought towards the future. That's why they barely play rookies unless they had to due to injury. Um, that's why, you know, you see the decisions like with Trevor Penning. Oh, all, the decisions, all, all the decisions they made was all about let's, let's be as safe as possible this year. Let's be as I'm safe you- as possible. I'm glad you brought up the injury thing because I like there's so many things I've, I completely forgot about like the Kendrick Miller thing like he got he got like benched for like the Jags game but it's, like he mm-hmm. didn't get benched like like he was healthy but they said he was injured so th- it's, a, it's a perfect example of it right it's a perfect fucking example like did you did you did you finish your letter oh I uh, no, you, so we feel like this is a good opportunity. As good as ever, right? Make a plea <clears throat> to Gail Benson, the owner yeah. of the Saints. She's the only one that. And here's the thing: I don't care what any insider says. I don't care what any reporter says. Nobody knows what Gail Benson is thinking. Nobody. Nobody. And she has no history to draw. You can't say, "Oh, she makes these." She's only been the owner a couple of years. She has no track record. So nobody know how she moves as an owner. And she ultimately has the power in this situation. She does. She does. Um feel like like we're we're Princess Leia talking to fucking Obi-Wan right now, bruh, saying, Gail, you're our only hope. I'm Ryan and I are not the help. But please help us. Like help us. Help help the city of New Orleans. Help the community. Help help the state of Louisiana. Help Saints fans all over. It shouldn't be that Ryan and I can organize and plan these these big events and have Saints fans come in from all over going to games where we pretty much know unless we're facing like a dog shit team that it's gonna be a loss. Like it shouldn't yeah. be that way. And I'm not even saying that this like we need as a fan yes i want i want my team to be contenders i want them whatever but can it at least be fun can we at least not have no. someone who is dismantling the whole what it what what had been built up what had become the new orleans saints like mantra the, the program that sean payton built i don't know how one season you preach you preach continuity, and then the next season, every almost every action Dennis Allen has done has been the exact opposite of what continuity for the team would actually be. Right, right. One of the most winning teams in the last, you know, 15 years, bro. And they're just flushing it down the toilet. 
You know, gone. Look gone, bro. So Ryan, Ryan uh, had an idea of writing a letter to Mama Gail Benson as a plea. This this is a plea to Gail Benson from us, the fans, from us, Saints Block Party podcast, Saints fans from all over. This 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 is our plea. Okay. Mrs. Benson, so you have an amazing opportunity in front of you. As owner of the New Orleans Saints and the New Orleans Pelicans, you control sports franchises that are near and dear to the people of New Orleans, Gulf South, and people around the world, as evident mm. just by our podcast community. We love the New Orleans Saints to our core. We talk about the Saints morning, noon, and night. We purchase gear. We plan trips around them, laugh, fight, cry behind them. Lately, it's been a lot more than later. But it's getting to be even a worse point, which is the ownership for you, that there's an indifference rising up in the fan base, but we don't even care anymore. And that's what you don't want as an owner. Dennis Allen has not shown any evidence that he can build a winning franchise in the NFL. He is a good defensive coach and maybe a good person. I don't know. But as far as a head coach in the NFL, how much evidence do you need that he is not the person for the job? He is 22 and 46 as a head coach, among the worst records in history. He is the most losing coach active head coach in the NFL right now behind Ty Bowles, who is on the way to getting this squad to the playoffs. <laughs> they can't beat good teams. They barely beat average teams. <laughs> he has mis- mismanaged players. They are rumblings of strife in the locker room. <laughs> he was given the opportunity to build the coaching staff the way he wanted this offseason. He was granted the opportunity to get his quarterback in Derek Carr and shackle the franchise financially for years to come. That's your, your money, man. Gail. Come, come on. Your money. Bring it right now. He has alienated players like Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, mm. Chris Ooh. Olave, Trevor Penning. He has Marshawn. shown Marshawn Lattimore. He has shown poor game management. No good offensive coach wants to work for him. Hmm. On top of all that, he uses the fan base's unhappiness with the Saints' lack of success as a tool for motivation for the team, causing division. His defenses, while good, have never been great. He has shown no ability to adapt to the changing landscape of NFL offenses. Uh, Gail. It's time for a change. I know you entrust Mickey Loomis to handle football operations. Smartly, you've been a hands-off owner. Dedicate, you dedicate your time and money to making sure the team has all the resources it needs to thrive, all while not being a meddling owner. But there are times you have to step up as a leader. Loomis has shown he is unwilling to do what has to be done due to ego and hubris. 
he is desperate to prove that he can build a winner without Sean Payton. He wants to prove that he made the correct decision when he ran a sham interview process for a head coach and choosing Dennis Allen for continuity and to Mm. maintain the culture. We see that he, that this has not worked. The evidence is there in front of you. You sat in the suites in SoFi Stadium last week with future Hall of Famer Drew Brees, and you saw their teams. You saw two teams with the same record look miles apart from how they operate on the field. You deserve better. You deserve better. We deserve better. You've written tens of millions of dollars in checks for a team that is headed nowhere as long as Dennis Dallas is the head coach of the team. For this team to have a future, you must make a hard decision, just like you did a few years ago with the Pelicans. Trust your eyes. The late time Benson understood football, and you do too. You are one of the most powerful people in Louisiana and a woman in leadership. There's no better time to show who owns this team. Please, Gail, the people of New Orleans plead with you to move on from Dennis Allen, and if Loomis is not willing to do so, he should go too. It will be a, it will be scary because I know the New Orleans Saints is like an organization of friends and family, but winning should be at the forefront. Mm. Now's the time. Fire Dennis Allen. The Saints Nation has your back and will ride with you. I ain't got no more to say. Serious, man. It's ridiculous. That, like and that. How many times have I said on this podcast, like, there's no I'm, – I'm sure there are great fan bases. I'm telling you, man, when the Saints are winning, there's nothing like New Orleans, bro. Nothing, nothing like it. Nothing. And when the Saints are fun, I get it. You, you lost Drew Brees, lost Sean Payton. It was going to be rough. But yes. at least show an attempt that you want to get back to being a winning and successful franchise. Because right now, this ain't it. You're not showing it. This ain't it, bro. It's not. It's not it. Um, I don't even want to say anything to follow that because it was of how <laughs> impactful and beautiful it was. Um, let's quickly, quickly touch on the game. Um, it's just, it's, just, it's just weird, bro. Like, I don't like like what are we like what. Are, <laughs> like the the Bucks ran all over the Saints last game with Rashad White when they had like one of the worst rushing offenses in the league, and he's on that offense running game has only gotten better as the season has gone on, and the Saints run defense has only gotten worse as the season has only gone gotten on. worse. <laughs> so I I don't know like. Also, too, they've been out here cooking, bro. Can we give, like, I can't stay, like, his personality irks the shit out of me. I get it. I, I, I completely get it. But with the Bucks this season, I was watching that game against the Jags. He was throwing touchdown passes to Mike Evans and just whatever. And then he, after he threw a touchdown pass, he'd go to the end zone and do, like, the, like, the Mike Evans celebration with Mike Evans. And, like, there's just this, there's this, like, camaraderie and like like I tweeted it and I didn't 
I tweeted it like a couple of weeks ago, not even in jest, but I truly meant what I tweeted. Like the Baker Mayfield you're seeing this season is what the Saints envisioned that they were getting when they signed Derek Carr this season. Yep. They, yep. Period, bro. Period. Period, man. Or some, period. Uh, some version of that level of quarterback play, right? Um, and it has not been that. And the Bucks no. have that. And they're paying what, like 90% less than what the Saints are paying um, to get that. And Baker's now played himself into like a nice little upcoming payday next season, bro. Yep. So, yeah, bro. I mean, he had like, I think a 116 QB rating against the Saints last time they played. Um, he played out, bro, he played out of his mind last game. Bro. Played like, out of his mind. And, and look, here's the thing. Like, Baker is up and down quarterback. He could very yes. well come in Sunday and throw three picks. To a Debo, like it, it could happen, but he's. Yes. This, I would say this season, this is the most consistent I've been. He haven't, he hasn't had like that bad Baker Mayfield game. He's had games where he wasn't very good, but he hasn't had those. Yeah, like, like, yeah, yeah. He hasn't had that like that awful Baker game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, it will be interesting, bro. But I just see. I mean, we playing in Raymond James Stadium. Uh, I just I don't like the vibe of the Saints right now. Could be wrong. I mm-hmm. I thought that before. I thought that going into the Giants game and they played, you know, they played, you know, their best game, honestly. So, you but know. But also, like, the Giants are like absolute fucking garbage. Giants are like absolute garbage. So, exactly. Like, and we, I'm not, team, trying to, like, I'm not trying to poo-poo the win, but, like, Danny DeVito's not even starting for the Giants no more, bro. Just like. How many times has that happened this year? You know? Like, <laughs> so many, right? So like, bro, this schedule, I have never seen a schedule this easy. I'm like, why have we never seen a schedule like this when we had Drew Brees and Shelby? Like, our schedule was hard every year. Every year we get hard in the schedule. Right, this schedule with a fucking cakewalk, bro. Like, cakewalk. I just. It's so, it's so easy. Like, you can't even trust the stats. Like, I saw somebody was saying, Saints got a top 10 scoring defense. So I was like. Do you really believe that? Like watching the Saints defense, do you really believe they have a top ten score of defense? Like no, no, no. Like they face dog shit offenses all season, all season. And the minute they face the offense with a little life, like the Rams, they got dog walked, dog walked, uh, dog walked. <laughs> right? So I don't want to hear have, about that. Get that shit out of here. I have seen many of Saints games. I have seen like blowouts, right? that I've I've gone and I've attended and during the Sean Payton days. I don't think I've ever been the Saint been at a Saints game and felt like, oh, we have like no like like it was so apparent like it, after the first quarter ended, bro. Like it was just apparent. Apparent, bro. Um much like we and you had the same feeling we were at the Texans game this season. Mm-hmm. The little Texas meetup that we did, and we saw like the fucking Texans was like running with like Damian Pearson shit, and their their run offense had been terrible all season, and they were oh, bullying yeah. the. Sa- we we're like, Bully. wait, we're not winning this game. We were like, oh, we're not winning this game. Like, I'm I'm tired of the fan going into games where as soon as I know the first, I know the outcome of what the game's gonna be of like the first couple of run plays that the opposing offense does, bro. Woof, you know how much I love breakfast. I'm always out eating my waffles, my pancakes. I love it all. And you know what they say, breakfast is the most important meal of the day and HelloFresh agrees. In fact, they're giving all subscribers free breakfast for life. That means you'll enjoy a 
free breakfast item with every single HelloFresh delivery. Man, that's crazy. And you know, each HelloFresh box is packed with farm fresh ingredients and everything arrives pre-portioned right to your doorstep for less hassle and less wasted food. We've been using HelloFresh for about two plus years. We absolutely love it. We can't harp about it enough. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Saints Party Free and use code Saints Party Free for free breakfast for life. That's one breakfast item per box while the subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash Saints Party Free with the code Saints Party Free. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. But what I'm tired of as a fan is going into a game and I will I will know if the team, at least the Dennis Allen coach team, Saints team, will win or lose a game within the first three or four run plays that the opposing offense does. Like, I, I, I know, bro. Like, it, it, it's, such, it's such an indicator of how the rest of the game is going to go. Um, yep. I want to give a shout out to... Uh, at RP underscore 21 on Twitter. He's been really like great of following or like posting like the ways the Saints can make the playoffs. Um, and this is a Saints podcast, so I, I did want to point the, go through them. So they have four options of making the playoffs. All four of these options involve winning out, by the way. Okay. That's the first hurdle. Option one New Orleans wins out and Tampa Bay loses week 18, and they have the Panthers week 18. Option two. New Orleans wins out, the Rams lose out, the Seahawks lose out. They would have a wild card spot. 
option three. New Orleans wins out. The Rams lose out. Green Bay loses a game. The Vikings lose a game. They'd have a wild card spot. And then option four, New Orleans wins out. The Seahawks lose out. The Vikings and the Packers each lose a game, whether it's week 17 or week 18 or whatever. I don't, I don't have the mental capacity to hold all that in my head. I, I'm not trying to. But here's the thing. If they lose on Sunday against the Bucks, all that shit goes out the window. Like, it's gone. Yeah. So, and this we've is, seen, like, this, look, we just we just had a, a pretty much a playoff game this past Thursday yep. night. Sh- shut us and up. We saw what happened. So, so, this, so, they, so they, 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 get a, they get a they get a they get a redo, bro. They get a redo. This is a redo. It's still alive. Look and look like they still have an actual chance to win a division. Because, like you said, you but, beat the Bucks. I don't like look loud. Talk about the Panthers. You never know what happens. I don't know. But I'm saying from a player standpoint, and players actually care about this stuff. Like, we could say we want as fans, but players actually care about making it to the playoffs. They really do. You know what I'm saying? No players trying to just tank and stuff like that. Um, but we'll see, bro. Like, they got to beat the Bucks, man. Like, I I just, man, I think about I think about just going up to the Raymond James Stadium we know Alvin Kamara, like, well, first of all, he's not being used well already. And we know, like, he never really has, like, crazy good games against the Bucs. Um, even when he was used who's, perfectly, who's with Sean Payton, he didn't have great games. Yeah, even when he was used against great, the Bucs. Like, except his rookie season, his rookie year in the Dome, and he, like, mm-hmm. almost dropped the, the ball before. Like, that was, like, his only, and then he almost returned a touchdown on away game. But, like, those have been his only yeah. really, like, good games against the Bucs, right? They're not that many. <laughs> Who are your weapons? I mean, Chris Olave, you know, and what else? You know, A.T. Perry, you know, like, look, they got Jawan Johnson going this past, you know, against the Rams pretty well. I don't know, bro. Like, I, I just, uh, that, the Saints look that, actually worse. Time, nigga, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah, garbage time. So I, don't, I don't know, bro. Like, I, I don't have a lot of faith in this team, in this game. But look, man, think about, I was thinking about it. I was like, when they played the Bucks the twenty twenty one season and Dennis Allen had the head coach and he shut out Tom Brady and the Bucks that year, I'm like, damn, that was the game that I'm sure pretty Got much job, solidified bro. Loomis head. Absolutely. Solidified Loomis head, like, yeah, that's my head coach. That's my next head coach. Hundred percent, bro. Hundred <laughs> percent. Without uh, question, Ryan. Without question. But the crazy thing is, bro, like, it's funny because you say that if the Saints would have lost that game and it would, like, let's say, like, that game ends up, like, not being close, right? I, I still think the same thing would happen. But here's oh, the, yeah. the funny thing is, going back to that game, everything that their defense had that stymied Tom Brady, at least secondary-wise, mm-hmm. you have Marcus Williams, who was playing deep deep field who could take away the the explosive plays you have Marshawn Lattimore who could match up with Mike Evans and kind of erase him out of the game you let you let Marcus Williams leave to go to the Ravens he probably might not be back with the Ravens so he might be it, it could be a reunion in the works but that's that's but you let him leave right you're potentially at least you there's been talks of trading Marshawn Lattimore so all the shit that actually worked. <laughs> 
And you what's funny is Marcus May is hurt, of course. Um, now, Bowden, he's uh, not Bowden. Uh, Howden. Uh, Howden. I always get the names confused in my head for some reason. Uh, he's has an illness. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he plays, maybe he doesn't. I don't know who plays behind him. I don't know. Lonnie don't know. Johnson's hurt. Yeah, Lonnie Johnson hurt. Like, who the hell plays? Uh, is that is that Daniel Sorensen's music, bro? They gonna sign him uh, before the game? Time, bro? baby. Shit, he might win the, the game. <laughs> he might have a chance, now. But uh, yeah, I mean, who you know? I mean, look, Paulson Debo, I'm sure he can handle his own against uh, Mike Evans. But look, they move Mike Evans around. I know what they're gonna do. They're gonna watch that Rams tape and be like, "Shit, I'm going at Alante, I'm going at Yadam, and I am attacking them." That's what they're gonna do, you know. And Yadam held up fairly well versus the Bucks because he played that first game against he did, them. He did. Um, he held up well. I think did he get an interception? I think. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, Adam Prentice or like fumbled it right right after. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Adam Prentice, bro. He always delivering. Always delivering. <laughs> uh, so you know, it, it could be it could be a tight game though. I, I think. I think, you know, the, the Saints defense, even where they are now, I think, you know, they can try to make it close and we'll see. They can't get, just, they can't get bullied though, bro. They, they can't get, they bro. can't get bullied like they did in against like that, that game earlier this season with the Bucks played the Saints at home. Like that game for me, even as, as much as like not DA fans we've been, like that was such a like he like he has to go, bro. Like that yeah. was like, like yeah. an embarrassing fucking game. That was one of his worst losses, bro. Like it was mm-hmm. bad, man. And he, it was bad. He's had a lot, bro. He had a lot, man. So ugh, it's gonna be interesting. What bro? This the 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 chart, like the maps for this game, bro. Who's watching again? Who's gonna be not, 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 not super? Oh, you know what? Hold on, let me let me make sure. It's the yeah, we get like the we get like the in uh Fox's number, like number one team, yeah. bro. Yeah. So not, to, not to the level of Thursday night football, but yeah, pretty much but all it, the Gulf Coast, Kansas City, Cincinnati. Um, it's, it's a big game, bro. It's, it's another playoff game. It's another chance that DA and Derek Carr have to, like, change, skew the narrative maybe a little bit. Um, but, again, it's like until I see it, I I don't believe it, man. Like, I, I, I got to see it. Like, I need to be in our live stream. And seeing it and cheering for it to happen. Right. That's what I need. That's what I need. Um, but you can't be trusted, man. You can't. The way this team no. is set up right now, they just can't be trusted at all. And they just haven't shown it. They can't. They have not beat any winning teams. And they struggle against average teams, bro. They struggle against average teams, man. All they beat up is chumps. That's all they beat up, bro. Diego, they're going to go and peacock into Mickey Loomis's off and say, "Hey, don't forget, I beat the Colts this season and the Eagles last season." <laughs> like that's 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 his call of fame, bro. Mitchu Med. <laughs> that's his. That's his call of fame. Oh, oh man. man, like this is this blows, bro. 
You know, I want I want Fuck. hope, man. Like, give me hope this all season. I'm not even emotionally invested anymore, but I want I want to go into the senior bowl looking at who we gonna draft, be excited about it. I want to looking at free agency to see what we could do with our little pennies and cap space. I want to try to map out map out what we could do over the next three to four years to you know get back on the winning side. Whoa, 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 whoa Ryan, yeah. you think about the future. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh. Can we, can we think about the future? Like how can Cole you go? <laughs> like how can you chart this same thing out going into next season? It with, with just a different offensive coordinator. I, 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 I can't, can't bro. I can't. I, I I I held out. Right, we kept saying right. We kept saying it on paper. Hashtag on paper. Okay. Hashtag on paper. I held out as long as I could, and then. I think it was like the combination of like the 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 Chiefs preseason game and all that, and then I was like, oh man, like here, yes, yes, I'm in, I'm in, because I you, you I just held out, bro. Like there was just I just I I just didn't even with Derek Carr, I just kept going back to DA, and this is before I even knew Derek Carr was like completely absolute fucking dog shit, right? Mm-hmm. I was even thinking like even if Derek Carr was like average, I was like, man, but DA still the head coach though. Like that's why I kept. Every time I we do predictions, I'm like, yeah, he's still the head coach. Chiefs preseason game happened. I'm like, fuck it. I'm all in. Yes. Let's go. go. And if you, it's funny because, like, looking back at that Chiefs preseason game, it really makes sense why Derek Carr looked good in it, right? Oh, yeah. He's going to get some fucking vanilla offense, uh, vanilla defense, bro. There's no blitzing. There's no no trying to hide your scheme. It's just blah, blah. He looks. He looks like an. He looks like a good, a goddamn good NFL quarterback does. As soon as it involves like, big, like figuring out like a defense. Yeah. No. Yeah. And we've seen we've like that's their car. It has to look perfect. Blocking has to be perfect. Everything around him has to be perfection for him to look okay. Not even great. Just look okay. Okay, bro. Like a starting NFL quarterback. So you know that's just that's just who he is, man. Like he and if and if that's your baseline as your the quarterback of the franchise, wouldn't it like at least behoove you, even if you don't say it on the record? That's like you got to be like if this is his baseline and we've made this mistake. Like okay, let's let's say we do bring him back. It would behoove us to maybe if if there's an opportunity for us to be able to get a young quarterback in the first round that potentially might not even have to start, right? If they draft a young quarterback, bro, they wouldn't even have to start next season. No. It would do, it would be that bridge for the future. It would give fans, us fans, like a, a modicum of hope um, at the very least. But I, again, I go back to the whole Mickey Loomis WWL thing and why it just annoyed me so much is because I completely know for sure that everything that he said is what he truly believed. It was like, yep. he's not being some like, like mastermind. Yeah. It's like, that's Oh, I'm just going to be quiet. Like, no, that's not what he was doing guys. He that's was not doing that. I assure right. you. <laughs> that's the thing. I, I replied to somebody who was saying like, Oh, you know, what do you expect him to say? He has to play the, this kind of game. I was like, what evidence has he shown to show that he doesn't believe exactly what he's saying. Like, he believes this stuff. Like, he believes 100%. they are still in the mix for playoffs and 
It's just right there. They're right there on the precipice of being like a real good team. He believes that. He has to believe it. You know, maybe deep down he doesn't believe it, but you ever have to kind of get yourself to believe something? That's where mm-hmm. he's at with it. You know what I'm saying? He's getting himself to believe in this because he has to. Because has to. if he doesn't, that means he's failed. You know, and it's hard to admit failure. It's hard. It is, man. Especially in the NFL, in the professional ranks like this, with all the ego and all. It's hard to admit failure. But those that do come out better, man. Like, if you uh, admit I, failure, bro, it goes a can long I, way. Can I use... Can I use one example? And I had a tweet that went like mini viral that I didn't even mean for it to go mini viral. Look what Mark Davis did with Josh McDaniels, bro. Look, hey, talk about it. You have a broke owner. Broke. Broke owner. I'm broke, nigga. (laughs) He's already paying John Gruden still, (laughs) who's not on the team. We're not going to get into like the little subplot. Again, I don't subscribe to it, but like, like hearing that, like maybe like John Gruden had like has like helped with the offense this this season for the Saints, and it's still being fucking terrible. Anyway, anyway, I digress. Um, Mark Davis is paying John Gruden his money for him being fired. Went out, got Josh McDaniels. Was with the team for a season and a half. And it became very apparent to Mark Davis that Josh McDaniels was not the person for the job. Not the person for the job. So he saw that in as we were recording a fucking podcast, the news broke that he had fired Josh McDaniels. He admitted failure a year and a half into it knowing that he was still going to have to pay Josh McDaniels on top of paying John Rutten. And in doing so, as an owner, he has lucked himself into, just by happenstance, of Antonio Pierce being named the interim head coach, now has a true leader of men coaching the Raiders, have them fucking competing. They just beat the Chiefs last fucking week, and they didn't score a fucking offensive touchdown. Who will more than likely end up being the head coach of the Raiders because the owner admitted failure and said the person that I hired was not the right fucking person for the job. Antonio Pierce, you could fuck it, bro. I watched that Chiefs game from almost start to finish against the Raiders. That Chiefs team is physical as fuck. They have an identity. They play hard. They have Antonio Pierce have been, has instilled has in like it's insane how like in three to four weeks he's changed the entire fucking culture of the Raiders. It's crazy, ain't it? It's crazy. That's good it's coaching, bro. Good coaching, man. And people people just don't see it, bro. It's 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 hard to you know it's hard to find that. Easily, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes it sometimes it takes luck, you know what I'm saying? But you have to realize the mistakes first. You there have to own up to your there mistake first before you can get to that point. You know what I'm saying? Got to. I mean, I don't want to hear like people. Like, oh well, who's going to want to come coach the head coach? Uh, coach the Saints with the captain? That's like, bro. Like there are 32 jobs in the NFL. Just do a real head coaching search. 
do a real head coach. The same thing you did in 2006. uh, There was no worse situation in in the NFL than New Orleans in Uh 2006. The city was deleted. City was there has not there has not been a least desirable NFL head coaching job in the history of the league than the 2006 Saints. Period. That's am, am, am I wrong? Am I wrong? That's that's a hundred percent facts. The city was gone. New Orleans was a not a desirable location for anybody. Sean Payton didn't want to come here. He was no nope. his his wife absolutely did not want to come. He didn't want to come, but it was like, it was a job. It was like, well, shit, I become a head coach, I take it. You know what I'm saying? It's So I don't want to hear nothing about, like, oh, well, nobody's going to want to come. Look, don't look, of course, that, like that, if, ben Johnson, if Ben Johnson has the options available to him, would the Saints be number one? Of course not. Of course not. And maybe no. Ben Johnson not the guy. I don't know. I want him, but I, you know, right. we don't know. But you got to have know. a real search. You got to have a real search, really interview these guys, Really look for leaders and CEOs that you can Say depend on and run the team. Not just run the offense, not just run the defense. I'm talking about run the franchise from top to bottom. And you need to find that, man. That's that's what they're missing right now. DA is not the guy. He's not the guy. Nope. He's not. I can say it, that with 100% confidence. We all can. Like, it, it is. it is evident. It is evident. I think to me, the thing that makes it the most evident is you had players, defensive players who were ascending to some degree, ascending in whatever way with Pete Warner, um, with Alante Taylor. And they have mightily, mightily fucking regressed. It It started a little bit last season for Pete Warner and it's been like, Pete Warner is playing like the player that we thought we were getting when he was drafted. Yep. This season. Is he not? Uh, he is. How and, does that uh, happen when you're when, when you're a defensive it, head coach? It's terrible, bro. And here's another thing. Offensively, DA wants to be like this hard-nosed, physical, running the ball downhill team. And we've been piss poor in running the ball two years. Two years. He doesn't know how to build it. Not only that, if it's not like you've said, if it's not if it's not coached and instilled in the team in practice, if you have in training camp practice, if you have an OTA practices and everything's lackadaisical and everything's like, oh, we're the Northern Saints, we got this for the lease on our helmet, and if we're just, if it's not if it's not something that you're instilling in your team, you can't walk out week one. And think it's just going to be something that you could just snap your fingers and it's just going to change. Like if you, if, I, I swear, if you go back and just look at the Raiders run game from like week four or whatever to now, or not not even the run game. Defensively, there is not a lot of like insane talent on oh, that no. Raiders defense. Like they have Max Crosby, Jack yeah. Johnson, Jack Jones, who they picked up randomly has played outstanding for them. Um, but like as a whole, they don't have like a lot of defensive talent. It hasn't seemed to fucking matter. Like they are playing hard and physical because that's what's been instilled in them to play that way these last four-ish weeks or however long Antonio Pierce has been the interim head coach. 
it has to come from the coach and it has to be coached to the team. If it's not coached to the team, if it's not something that's that's um emphasized as a point of emphasis, your team is not gonna be what you what you want it to be just because you want it to be that. Right. And he if I notice, you know, over the years, DA he he, he approaches things from a like a risk averse standpoint because he absolutely he, does. He, he coaches scared. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, even if you look at the preseason, like, look, I understand, you know, you don't want to put players in harm's way. You want to, especially with the injuries we've dealt with and stuff like that. I get the, I get the mind state of you not wanting right. to put players so much, but you, you got a, you got a new, a new quarterback and you trying to build something. And I mean, what you had Derek Carr play like what one series in the, Chiefs game, and yeah. that was it. That, that was, was it. it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you got a Trevor Penning who desperately needs, like, just all the snaps he can. You know what I'm saying? The Penning thing still blows my mind because they bitched Pete. They bitched Pete. Um, And, I mean, Trevor Penning was the starter from OTAs all through. Like, what kind of evaluation are you doing? To where you think he's the start, and then it takes you to get to like what week four or five, whatever, to realize that he should be bitched. It's like what you have, like that's not a failure on Penny, that's a failure on you. You know what Come I'm on saying? Now. Like you, that's the problem. It's a problem that you thought he was a starting caliber player up to that point, and it's a problem that you could not coach him better. You know, and like we've said, we thought he progressed we thought he was showing improvement you know small increments over time but by that point it it didn't matter because they it didn't just matter. It did not they just gave up they gave and up it go, it. It, it, and i kind of goes back to what, what i was talking about like how at the beginning of this podcast just saying like the da thing as head coach it goes beyond coaching right and i want to give a shout out to our dude um i, I say r but really <laughs> um my dude uh jake I've known Jake for a very long time. Um, we, so, you know, like, were you ever on draft countdown? Like, were you ever on the forums? I used to be on there, but not, not commenting much. Slurping. Okay. So like, I have like a huge, like Jake, uh, John Shipley, who's the beat reporter for the Jags. Um, just a lot of people like that was like Eric Stoner, um, mm-hmm. like old throwback chaps. All of us kind of like not all of us, but like our that community didn't Twitter happen and then we kind of migrated. So Jake has been a dude who who has been a supporter of mine for a long time. He's a like a like a track and field coach at um universities. And he made this super astute point in our Discord. By the way, our Discord, um, this like today was like such a great like football discussion. Um, but I want to get to the point. I know this is like terrible video podcasting because no one could fucking see what i'm saying but he made us such an astute point regarding coaching because coaching is so important and he made this point of just saying like coaching is beyond okay so i finally found it it's like beyond x's and o's right it's beyond like concepts it's 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 more than that uh, yeah. uh, 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 uh sorry again terrible 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 podcasting um but thank y'all for sticking with me. Um, thank you. So he said, I'm, I'm, I, this is verbatim to my dude, Jake. 
since I'm heating up a little bit as someone who is in a small corner of the coaching world, and he said this in caps, coaching the offense is so much more than calling plays. The Chiefs have Nagy tanking their offense because they don't hold people accountable, and it's never anyone's fault. They've lost all the sauce, and it's not all calling smash versus mesh. It's about an an uninspired bunch. This is DA's problem and why I'm so proud of Adam and Ryan for publicly fighting the fight. This dude is an absolute joke and the players are regressing. Straight up. Straight up. And this is what I this is why I keep harping on it is like you instill this stuff starting at OTAs, man. And look, teams take on the personality of their head coach. Ooh, you know, yes and, they do. Yes they and, do. I don't does DA even have a personality? I don't even know, bro. Like it's 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 it's, it's all defensive, just, bro. That's all defensive. I, I don't I wanna I give don't, a, go ahead. I just want to give another big shout out to our dude uh Mitch on Twitter. Um not Hawaiian Mitch, other Mitch. Yeah. Um Mitch went through like an awful twenty twenty. He lost he lost his oh, life yeah. and, and everything. And, and we, we love Mitch. I still think like, about it. All, every every often, bro. Often. Um, hilarious dude on Twitter, but he even said like when when all like this DA period is passed, like the thing that's going to stick out to him the most was DA coming like to the presser after the Giants game. Right? <laughs> Man, me and my it family just... was talking about that, bro. We was talking about that on Christmas, bro. Me, and my family fed up, man. Even my, my sister. My sister, my oldest sister, is who got me into football. Like most of us, a little kid, she used to be. I always wanted to hang around her when she was. This was like my. I used to call her like my nanny. I used to like she right. was older than me. She's like fifteen years older than me. Um, so you know, I just always looked up to her, and she'd be watching Saints screaming, hollering, and all that. So I was like, man, and she would tell me, teach me about football. You know, even her, she like, I can't even watch it no more. She's like, it's just boring. I was like, that's just facts. Like, it, it's not fun to watch. Not, not fun to watch. You know, I love wins. Uh, winning is the utmost important. But just the fact that it's not even fun is what's really killing it, man. It's 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 it just it's soul sapping. You know, it is. I love football. Perfect. Soul sapping, bro. And 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 you said it perfectly too. When after like the Rams game happened, we did our recap. You're like, shit, Sunday, bro. We get to watch real football, like real, exactly. like real football. <laughs> Completely <laughs> different, bro. Like, I was writing down some stats today, like from the Ravens, like like Lamar is twenty and one versus the NFC. NFC twenty and one. Really quickly, that's insane. It is really quickly. This is a, a small turn. The Saints were willing to do everything to get Deshaun Watson. Everything. Everything. Every single thing, bro. The only thing that probably thinking that they were not willing to do was give him the co- contract that yeah. Cleveland gave him. Nobody was going to do it except them. Right. <laughs> so you're willing to do that against someone who is a repeated sexual offender. And yet this past offseason, you had Lamar Jackson, who if – the if a team would have put a contract offer to Lamar that was very similar to the same type of contract that Cleveland gave Deshaun Watson, the Ravens were not going to match it, bro. 
they were not oh. going to match a fully guaranteed contract for Lamar. No. Yes, you would have had to give up. Was it two first rounders or was it just one? Because it was like it was oh. two. Yeah, it was two because they they le- they they use like the tag because there's like the exclusive tag and the non-exclusive oh. tag. But they use like it was it was such so because we all felt like Lamar was going to get traded, especially when the Ravens use a non-exclusive franchise tag yeah. instead of the exclusive franchise tag. It would have cost you two first rounders, a guaranteed contract. You could have had Lamar Jackson, and it was. And to be fair, right? I don't want to like rake the sinks over the coals for too much. No team fucking did it. No, it was not even oh like God. they were putting PR. They're putting PR statements out. They, yeah, I was like, was, what is going on? I have never seen anything. Never. Like, I mean, you had Arthur Blake just coming out pretty much bashing Lamar like. Oh yeah, and, you know he's been unhealthy for the last two. I'm like, what is going Nigga, you on, got man? David Ritter as quarterback, and he got benched twice this season. Nigga, what are you talking about? Like, oh my god, it was it was unbelievable. It was wild. Collusion, bro. Like you, like collu- yeah, I don't, collusion. Rich, it was collusion all day. Rich Eisen can say whatever the fuck he wants to tweet, bro. I know collusion when I fucking see collusion. Come okay? on, now. come on, now. and. And not again. I don't want to rake the Saints over the coals too much for this, but like you, but instead, like you pay Derek Carr this money, he's going to more than likely play at least two years of this contract when you could have given up two first round picks and had your first your franchise quarterback with the guaranteed contract. I, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't know. We'll see what happens on Sunday. Um. This is the perfect time that if you are not a Patreon, it's, it's like watching like you watching this version of the Saints alone. Like you can't do it, bro. You can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it, man. Like come laugh with us, please. Like even if you're not like you can be in the Zoom and have like your mic and your video off, whatever. Just just be around like people who can laugh this off and not take the saints this this version of the saints team too seriously could the saints go to tampa bay and chris olave has and you know Derek carr has like a like a like a vintage Derek carr game and he actually looks like vintage Derek carr it's it's feasible right it's not it's not Mm -hmm. out of the realm of like possibility no but this team if i if i don't i have to see Every little thing, I have, I have to see it. I have to see it. I cannot just think it's going to happen. And to think, and also just thinking like we're talking about this, and I know we're, we're wrapping up. Like these last two games may be the last games that we have AK and MT on the team, bro. Like that. And for them me. to like potentially go, like not them, but like for them, their their Saints careers potentially to go out like this, like this, Ryan. Not like this. No, bro. You might you might see me you might see them walking me out of uh, senior the senior bowl like Cuba Gun Jr., bro. You know, you know, you know uh, how you are... when uh you know how when uh Beatrix from Kill Bill sees her like her ops <laughs> and that music comes on. <laughs> <laughs> bro, if I'm sitting there in the stadium, my CDA, bro, I'm be like, mm, I'm just gonna spill off on it. I wouldn't even care, bro. Take me to you, jail. <laughs> you know, you know exactly if if you and I end up being able to go go like a day or a, two days at the Senior Bowl this season, 
they're gonna do exactly what they pulled the time that one time that we we went to years ago, bro. Like they, I remember it clear as day, bro. I was in my rental car driving back to New Orleans to catch my flight back to California, and then all of a sudden, Mickey Loomis does the fucking pressure, bro. That's all. <laughs> it's either gonna be late, like late way out of the table, or it's gonna be like seven a.m. or six thirty a.m. somewhere. <laughs> You know, some undisclosed location. <laughs> I know one thing. But, they if, if, only the if, credential if, media is going to be there. But here's the thing, though, bro. Like, we, oh, I see what you're saying. I see. We'll see. Anyway, we we are so thankful of of our community and and the support we're getting and continue to get, even in this current state of Saints fandom of like what what the team is. Um, it means a lot. It truly, it truly, truly does. It means a lot. All the listens, all the downloads, <clears throat> the views on YouTube, all all the people who support us, whether you're a Patreon or not, we appreciate it. Um, big shout out to our Patreons though, because it's like this is money coming out of y'all's pocket each month, right? To listen to an episode that doesn't have ads to be on us with the, with the zoom calls to be able yep. to attend the meetups, all that discord, um, all of it, discord, all of it. Also want to give a small shout out to, um, uh, Lisi who became a Patreon. So we had like extra tickets to the Rams game, um, because of the community that we built. Um, and she was able, she was able to take her, her son to the game, to the game unexpectedly. And then, you know, she became a Patreon after that. So like, this is, this is what, this is what it is, man. Like, this is what we've, we've built. We, we're continuing to build. And I think that like, we just want, can we just have a period of our, of our, of our podcast approaching four years where like, maybe we like are not like contenders. But this just consistently fun, right, <laughs> man? Like, the four years of this podcast, bro, it's been a struggle, bro. <laughs> I mean, twenty twenty was alright, but it's, it's been a struggle, bro. <laughs> the the PJ Williams, and I know they didn't make the playoffs. No, did they make the playoffs? Mm, no, they didn't make the playoffs. That PJ Williams interception, mm-hmm. that pick six against Tom Brady. That was the peak, bro. That was peak, man. That was that was it. And we didn't like, even we of, didn't even have the zoom back then either. No, we didn't. We didn't. And I I, I can't even imagine what it would have like been like if we had. And what, oh man, can we get can we get, get that back? Get back, get that, like, get that feeling back, man. Come please, on, bro. Man. Yeah, man, please. I'm, I'm fiending for it, bro. Just fiending for it, but please, we will. <laughs> Can I end the podcast with Tiffany's <laughs> days in the Discord from earlier with like the 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 Russ shit happened, bro? <laughs> Tiffany said, "Fuck, I miss Sean Payton." That that was that was that was one thing. Second thing Tiffany said, "That dick must be big." <laughs> Knock me out of my seat, bro. Knock me out of my seat. I, 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 
understood like the sentiment. Like I get what she. <laughs> oh, that's that's like the the funny shit that that happens in our in our Discord. But yeah. Um. Anyway, thank y'all for the support. We will be back on Sunday night, recapping Bucks Saints outcome fallout all that we appreciate y'all we love y'all thanks for all the support like subscribe follow five stars all that back on sunday with that we're out peace Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.